0: going and everybody, welcome to another episode of the Future Leads Podcast. Today, as you can see, we're missing Coach Dimitri,
1: but <laughs> we have our co-hosts here. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Coach Parsons here, back again with another lovely episode of Future Leads Podcast. And today, I'll say we're doing, I think this is the
0: first time we're doing uh somebody that's like local that's still playing in the high school scene and stuff like that so let's see how that goes uh we got Carlos Lozano am I saying yes sir
2: yes sir hello good afternoon to everyone
0: (laughs) can you give them uh people that don't know about you can you give them like in a few words a little description about yourself
2: of course, of course. Uh, Hello, everyone. My name is Carlos Lozano. Uh, I am a I2I Soccer Academy commit. Um, I am currently going to Riverside High School, um, but in September of the following year, I will be in North Umbria University, uh, attending there and and also going to I2I. Cool, cool.
0: Can you tell us, like, we're going to go a little bit into it right now. Can you tell us, like, where your love of soccer came from?
2: Oh man, that that is one heck of a story. Um, well, um, it all started from birth, really. Um, I um, I was born in, in Oklahoma, I was raised in Oklahoma, and um, when I was four years old, I joined my first my first club. Um, but be- way before that, around when I was one or two, my dad gave me my first jersey uh, and my first soccer ball.
1: What type so, of what jersey was it?
2: Uh, so I'm Mexican, so um, it's uh, Mexican League, uh, Club America. Nice. Um, so that, that really influenced me. Um, I started out, you know, just watching a couple of games here and there. But just as I grew up, I fell in love with the sport more and more. Um, I, I really enjoyed heading out there, getting on the field, and just erasing everything else that was going on in life. It was it was a really fundamental experiment uh, experience to to just be on the pitch and have fun.
0: So you said something about like everything that was like basically raised everything that's going on in your life. Like did you also use that like you know like a coping mechanism? Like when you had a bad day, when you like all day, like you went to play soccer and you forget about it.
2: Oh, definitely, definitely. So there's e- even now, even now with uh with all the senior year activities, all my exams, uh, whenever it's just a rough day, you know, a rough day in the office, you go out to the pitch and you just have fun and you, you forget about everything else and, and you focus on on your craft. Um, I see Aziz soccer as my craft now. Um, it, it really is something that I've learned inside and out and I've made it a part of my every everyday life. So... I would definitely say that it's a, a coping mechanism uh for, for bad days, but but even more than that, it's it's a it's a really a fond love for the game.
0: And um what is like your goal, like what's your end goal with soccer? Like people people like say, Oh, like I wanna play soccer, I wanna go to college with soccer, I want to play professional, like what is your
2: end goal with soccer? What do you see yourself in that area? well my my first goal was to get into college um, which uh thank God I have um but now now the next step is i'm I'm trying to uh lift the champions league trophy um that's that's the next step um once once we get there, maybe uh, you know playing for the u s maybe lifting the 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 world cup and then hopefully retiring and going into coaching would be would be the ultimate goal but I I would love to have a a career in professional football and try to achieve as much as I can.
1: So coaching is on the radar?
2: Yes. um, I'm I'm actually coaching right now. Really? Yes. Where Um, are you coaching at? So I am a member of Great Falls Soccer Club. Okay, nice. Um, So I I play for them. And um, my coach, uh, while I was on a six-week injury, um, my coach wanted me to... um, Go ahead and take over my own team, my U nineteen team, um, and, and which I did for a couple of games. Um, he he tells me I'm a master at the three five two formation. Um, so that
1: that's well, my formation. That, that... Talk about that. Was that any type of pressure as far as it's your own teammates? They view you as their friend and also teammate. How, what was that going on as far as like, okay, now you have to be in lead as far as coaching them rather than being the team captain or just their teammate? Of course. Of course. Um, well, you know, when, when there was that
2: transition from, from, I guess, those couple of weeks from players to coach from a player to a coaching perspective, um, it, it didn't really seem that much of an issue. You could say um, as a leadership mm-hmm. um, because on the field, Yes, I can. Um, I can get on to players, and I can. I demand the best of them, but it is in the interest of of all of us. You know, it's a collective effort to try to to win and try to um, to to be the best that we can. Um, maybe on on the pitch, I'm, I'm yelling at you and I'm demanding more of you. But once we're off that pitch, we're we can be best friends, and we are best friends. You know, because you it's that, that on and off relationship.
1: Yeah, did you make that clear for them or? did you guys already know that like because i know at that age there are especially boys too there are a lot of, there's a lot of ego involved so i want to see like were there any clear communication you had or was it just good chemistry from the beginning i, I think there was some conflict um there was definitely some conflict yeah. um there like
2: you said there was some ego uh, into it um but at the end of the day i think because I, I told the guys i'm like look I'm not here to say that I'm above you guys. I'm not here to wanting to yell at you guys or anything like that. You know, coach has given me this responsibility of taking over the the team for this couple of weeks, and you know, I'm also a player, so I know what it feels like to be in same your shoes. Yeah. I, I am in, I'm in the exact same boat as you guys. The only difference is that I'm injured and I'm on, I'm on the sideline this time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and I think I think that's what allowed them to. Be able to to understand uh, what I was going through because you know us, us footballers you know you get injured and you want to get right back on um, and and that desire of wanting to keep playing but unfortunately I couldn't I couldn't step back onto the field so um, with this this opportunity to coach um, I I told the guys like I said you know I'm not here to yell at you but I'm here to try to get us to win and try to you know develop not only you as a person, but as, as a team.
0: And also, like, when you said you got injured, right? So mm-hmm. when you got injured, like, to talk about it. Like, what kind of mental space were you in at that time? Like, how did that feel? Because, like, you know, sometimes some people get injured and, like, it takes a toll on them. I like what your coach did there. But, like, can you mm-hmm. just, like, yeah. tell us how you were feeling when you got injured when you had to go through all that? your your teammates were playing and all that. Of course. Um so
2: when when I got injured, it was in the first couple of weeks of October um of twenty twenty two. Um I I was it was a counterattack as as you know I'm a winger so a counterattack I tap the ball forward and I get uh in I get tackled from my left side uh studs up into my ankle so my ankle Uh, completely rotated inwards and went back out um so I was I was out for six weeks they said that um had I planted my foot because my um uh, my foot was still in the air um Mm -hmm. had my foot been planted I would have broken it so very blessed (laughs) very blessed to have (laughs) had my foot in the air in that moment um but man I'll I'll tell you now it was very very long weeks um not not only because of the injury, but because I had just gotten back from a an ID camp for a university. Um, I was I was you know trying because even then I hadn't had a communication or, or a phone call yet with I 2 I. So in the moment, I have no I have no universities lined up. I have I have no one. I have no one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so those those six weeks, um, I really had to focus on okay. Yes, I, I'm aware I'm injured. I'm aware that there's there's no opportunity right now. But I think it's more of how how are you gonna get through it? You know. So how did instead you of, it? so um I, I focused on, on gym work. Um, you know, my leg was kinda out of it, so right away I started physical therapy. Mm. Um I have I have a physical therapist that I go to uh, who is a member of my church. So um he gets started right away. Um, I start. I still show up to training. I still show up to games. Um, and this is where the whole coaching started, um, because I was my coach was like, "What's happening here?" And I would I would tell him, "Be like, look, we need to play wider out instead of instead of being so compact. Maybe we spread out the field. Maybe we play one two touch instead of of having so many players, right?" And
1: and through but that, you, you were the one that actually volunteer to give some tips to coach, your coach wasn't the one that said hey I want you to be in this interesting right at the, at the beginning right um, at the beginning it was little
2: tips and then he was like okay okay yeah. and then and then during one game he's like you know what take over he said I want you to take the second half and let's see let's see what happened um, and we ended up winning the game three to two after losing two one after losing two one and a half so um you know but through through the injury um you i really focused on what could i do to better my situation i couldn't focus on the negative um because it it it's a hole you you keep digging and you keep digging and the hole just becomes deeper and deeper and deeper as as you think negative um you you really have to focus on the positive and and at the time um i was around 1 140 on my weight 140 pounds um by december i was 150 um so it was five pounds per month um that was that was my my short-term goal um and and that's what i really focused on for those six weeks because i knew that once i was back after the the six weeks my speed was way down yeah i I lost about a mile and a half
1: in in speed um i do want to i do want to touch base on two different aspects, right? One is in the mental space, because we're huge on the mental part, you know? Like, I don't know if you've been following us, but we touch a lot of base on on that. And I wanna know, was someone there for you to guide you as far as, hey, the negative thoughts and all that is not gonna get you anywhere. it's it's gonna actually get you in that rabbit hole they just mentioned. So it's gonna be even worse or were you already emotionally mature like because at this age because I had experience with a lot of injuries as well and at your age when I was it was a lot of stuff right a lot of negativity and I didn't have that someone to mentor guide me in that aspect so I want to know were you already like blessed as an emotionally mature athlete or did you have someone's help and guidance
2: well, I would definitely say that my my dad helped a lot. Um, he's a, a really fundamental person in my life. Um, um, he he always made sure that I was I was doing okay. Um, that if there was anything that I needed, that he was there. Um, but also, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's completely on him because also um, I'm a I'm a hard and strong believer in God, um, and I, I think I think that that also helped me. Uh, through the process um, to know that I'm not alone Um, and not only that but I I would also say that there was some maturity uh, along with that Um, because in in spite of the injury I knew what I wanted Um, I knew what I was heading after Um, not getting into a college to play soccer wasn't an option for me Um, it was either I'm going to get in or I'm going to get in so you know that that mentality of going after what I wanted needed needed to continue despite the injury um, because if, if I had if I lost sight of that then that's where that's where it really would have gone downhill and I think that's where my dad really helped me say hey look it's okay you got injured but what can you do now what what's the next step for you despite the injury so I think that really really helped me
1: so that, that plays a huge role having a set goal. Right. Mm-hmm. No matter what type of obstacle you're going through, if you have a set goal that is that truly means something to you, no matter what you're experiencing, no matter what obstacle you're going through, it's almost like you don't see none of them. It's just like you just climbing. It kind of redirects, you. It redirects yeah. you back to your
0: your purpose, right? If you yeah. if you go in here, it's gonna redirect you right back to it for sure.
2: Right. Right. And, and these obstacles, the, the way I see it, you, you're, on, you're on a path. Okay? Um, and, and your ultimate goal is at the end of the path. Um, but these little, you know, injuries, these knocks, these, um, you know, bad, bad day in, in school, um, these, they're just little rocks. They're little boulders in the way. But if, if, if you let those boulders stop, your, stop you on that path, well, then that's where you start creating another path. But you got to make sure to, to look ahead and look at the, at the bigger picture know and how can you maneuver how can you get around those rocks those boulders those challenges that are are getting in your way to achieve that goal
1: you know what i just realized like when you just said those boulders because i always tell raj and Dimitri, you're not you haven't met him yet but uh life is like a video game you know and in order to level up you have to experience these boulders and the rocks Mm -hmm. but instead of like pushing them past it's almost like you're you should use those obstacles to build those blocks for you to reach that top level. You know, it's like yeah. some some sort of a staircase you're building with those obstacles because it's a learning experience, right? You're going through that and also you're growing through it. You know, like you're learning from them as you're building those steps and getting to that optimal goal that you set. So interesting, it just came to my mind. But the second thing I want to go on um, is so you injure your ankle. Right. Which is you can't move that leg as far as working out. So what did you work out on? Like, what did you put more focus on? And how did that help you for your performance uh, as you got back in?
2: Um, so uh, I also attend uh, in the mornings, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, I go to the to the gym, 630 a.m. Um, I have a an athletic trainer. That that I go with with a, with a group, um, and, and he really helped me through the injury. Um, I talked to him about what had happened. I showed her, uh, showed him the video um, of the injury, and and we worked on upper body quite a bit, um, but not too much because you know us soccer players we need to make sure that we have a good a good upper body, but we're not we don't need a a push a two hundred forty five pound bar up and down. Uh, we're we're more sprinters. We're more agile. So I made sure that I could, first thing was first was hips, 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 because the hip mobility, when you stop moving your legs, starts decreasing incre- uh, like in incredible amounts. Um, so we've worked on on hip flexibility, on hip rotations. Um, in the first couple of weeks, we didn't do any weight on on the leg. But when physical therapy started saying, "Okay, you can start putting a little bit more weight, a little bit more weight," started doing squats again. Um, but but for sure, it was a lot more uh, agility stuff, um, agility, speed. Um, not too much on the weights themselves, um, only as much as I could. But the, as you could say, like the full, you know, bench press and and squatting and deadlifting that all took a pause. Um, but you know, the changing of direction, the, the moving of the ankle slowly, right and left, um, things like that was what we worked on. Um, and and that, that helped incredibly because when, when I was back, um, I didn't have to spend another six weeks making sure my leg was back to full capacity. Um, it was already, you could say at a 50%. And so now I'm able to work on getting that mile and a half mile per hour that I lost back um, and back to getting my right leg how it should be.
0: So, we um, am going to transition to, like, we were talking about seeing the big picture, right? And I said, I like what your coach did from the coaching aspect of letting you coach the games. How do you, or how have you seen that, like, improve in your game as in, like, when, now when you play the game, how do you see the game because you've been in the position of sitting out and being able to coach the team, being able to see that from the outside perspective. So now, how does that, how has that helped you
2: with your gameplay now? So when, before, before I started coaching or before I started getting involved with the coaching, um, my dad was always on the sideline, you know, giving giving me slight pointers Um, and, and on the weekends, um, when we didn't have games, we would either watch the games or we would watch professional games, you know Chelsea, all the premier League matches, the Mexican league matches we we would watch all of that. um but we would watch it with more with more intent than most. um instead of just watching it for the fun of it, we would watch my position. We would watch what what does he do um, and how can even even us as spectators what what could we tell him to improve his performance yeah. um, and so, analyzing the game in that perspective, and and now having the opportunity to coach, I could see I could see these, you know, the fundamentals being um, being implemented in the game. Right. Um, I could see that as a winger, maybe you check to the ball. Well, then that allows the forward to make the run in the back. Uh, and if that doesn't happen, then the ten can check into the ball, and then the winger makes the run. Mm-hmm. Simple things like that, right? So. That would allow me now once in the game, once back in the game, then I could, I could see it a lot more clearly. Um, Once, once I was back in the game, I could, you know, you know, instead of taking two touches, maybe do it in one touch, because I knew that that was the correct thing to do, um, because that was the next step, you could say. Um, And, and not only that didn't only help me, but it helped me show others what to do as well, um, because. Not only did I watch my position, but I could see what the center mid was doing because of my position, right? If I'm out wide, well, then that gives my center mid a lot of space. So if the opposing team is playing a a 4-3-3 and their outside back is very tight on me, well, then I can pull them into space. and, And then I can tell my midfielder, hey, you have plenty of space. So once you receive the ball, maybe have a turn, maybe have a look, and then you can either play me or dribble it into space um and so not only did it help me but it it helped me um help my teammates that's why we say
0: guys that's why we say watching games are important right we tell people this all the time you don't just play 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 you also got to watch the game and analyze what you like your position is doing what other people are doing
1: shout out to future least player analysis but (laughs) i want to (laughs) know more so at what age do you recommend that um because Personally, when I was seven, when I was, yeah, six, seven, eight, I just never enjoyed watching. I always wanted to play, play, play. But I know the importance of at a certain time, you need to start educating yourself on the mental part of the game, which is the soccer IQ and watching the different players professionally that play your position, that you want to play someday like them, how they're moving. So what do you think based on your experience so far what is the optimal age to start going seriously into educating yourself on the soccer IQ aspect? Well,
2: soccer IQ, I think, develops as as you play. Like you said, um, mm-hmm. it, it definitely develops as as you play, as mm-hmm. you get more involved in the game. Um, and so, I would I would suggest maybe around ten, um, around ten eleven, mm-hmm. um, because in, in in that time, at least for me, um, seven, eight, you're still developing, you know, your first touch, how, how to receive the ball, maybe turning on the go, um, sim- simple, things like that. Um, so I would say don't rush that. <laughs> That's for sure. Don't, don't rush the, the basics because the professionals do the basics the best. <laughs> um, but I would, I would definitely say, um, maybe, maybe like, like you, you're not very invested into watching the games. Um, Maybe just watch some highlights. Um, it doesn't have to be a full match. Maybe just watch some highlights. Um, you know, chances that led up to the goal. Instead of just watching the ball go into the back of the net, maybe look at a couple minutes before. How did how did the team create the opportunity, and how can you implement that into your own game? Um, I think that would that would help a lot. Um, and, and like you said, maybe the entire match isn't isn't a thing for you, but maybe by increments. Uh, first you watch 10 minutes and then 15 minutes and 20 minutes because those those minutes of analysis will definitely help you in your in your matches Um, so I would highly recommend it and then once once you're 12 13 14 then you're starting to see is this something that I really want to dedicate my life to because at least for me I was bought in I was bought in right away Um, and I was like this is something that i want to do for the rest of my life um and i've i've had to make sacrifices and i've had to put things aside but if that's what i want to do then i'm willing to do that to get there. so i would definitely recommend around 10 11 to start start watching start start being more aware of of what it is you want to do and and look at at these matches with with more intent
1: Mm
2: -hmm. i love that
0: and you said something about like we asked you about like where your goal is for soccer and you said champions league and then world cup and then national team so where i'm going with that is what is the process to get to first champions league what is the process to get into a professional like where do you see that process or
2: how do you see that process like happening well um in my current situation um i'm seeing it in two ways um so like i like i mentioned i'm now going to play for i2i soccer academy so excuse me Uh, i2i is located in, in newcastle uh united kingdom so i'll be heading over there um which is literally next door to newcastle united um and after seeing the whole transfer market with Ronaldo and, and their conversations with him, um, I went into, into that into that podcast, into their newsletters and, and read that Newcastle is looking for more uh, young players. They're looking for innovative, uh, innovative more creative, uh, fast on the ball type players, which is why they didn't want to sign Ronaldo. But I, I, I see that as, a, as an opportunity to be like, hey, look, here, here I am going, right into their backyard, into their, into a soccer academy that has connections with professional teams. Um, I2I has played against Wolverhampton Academy, Liverpool Academy, uh, Sunderland and, and other teams like that. So I, I see myself maybe connecting with one of the coaches through one of their showcase matches or anything like that, something like that. Right. Um, and also um, I'm never denying the opportunity that maybe I could walk onto a team. Um, you know, simply by, just because I, and this was one of the conversations that I had with my dad, let's say I didn't get picked up by any college, that doesn't mean that I, I quit, I completely quit. Maybe I could walk onto a team, go try out and be like, hey, here I am, right? He said, maybe it's not ideal. Maybe it's not ideal that, that you're walking onto this team where everyone else got recruited and, and you may be the underdog. But again, if it's something that you want to do, you're going to do it. So um, that's how I see it. One other thing is you just said
0: right there, the dedication to it, right? We have a conversation with some other people or some people will be like, yeah, I want to be pro, but if it doesn't happen, I'm going, there's a plan B, right? Where you're seeing it, it's like, all right, even if I don't make it through college, there's other ways I can make it, right? So you're finding different ways to kind of achieve what you're trying to do. And Some people don't have that mentality. Some people are not that mentally built, right? If it's like, oh, the one thing that's not working, what's something else that probably might be easier for me to, like, mm-hmm. still achieve my goal, you know what I mean? So that, now let's get into high school, right? When did you come to Virginia to start playing for Riverside?
2: Paris? Well, uh, I moved during covid so, 2020, uh, I moved here from Texas. I moved here from El Paso, Texas. Um, I I, so. I, yes, yes. <laughs> I, I played my freshman year down in, in El Paso with Franklin, uh, Franklin High School. Um, I played JV and got pulled up for varsity um, my, for, for playoffs. Um, unfortunately, we we survived one round, but then went out in the semifinals. Um, so we lost down there, but, but soon thereafter in 2020, um, I moved up here and, and started playing right away. Um, I, I played during 2021, which was like the COVID year. Um, no one was really sure what was going to happen with, with all the, the sports. Um, but somehow, someway, we, we still made it through. Um, I played JV my sophomore year here um, where we went undefeated. Um, and then in 2022, um, which was last year, my junior year, um, I played varsity, um, where we went to the state championship um, and, and lost it, unfortunately. Um, we lost 2-0, but um, we made it all the way to the top.
0: How was how that, like, the experience? Is, you were talking about you coached a... Uh... U19 team, right, where it was, like, you have that experience. And it, I feel like the atmosphere with club and high school is different. We've had that conversation before on here. So, like, how how did that come about? Because there's a whole, you go from regular season, then you go to, there's so much going on. and, <laughs> and that's no, Yeah, definitely. So yeah, how definitely. that, like, the team bonding, the team chemistry, how like what do you think like was important for you guys to also like make it that far?
2: Um, well, from from day one, we we all got together and we're like, boys, we are like a national team. We said we all come from different clubs, we all come from different backgrounds, but somehow, some way, we got to play together and end up with a trophy in our hands. Um, we said, and 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 just like you said, the atmosphere is completely different in high school um, and, and club. Um, but at the end of the day, I think, I think it comes down to the players, um, and their mentality. Like we said, how we spoke about and the mentality of, of wanting to win, of wanting to, of be, be a team that other teams look up to. Um, and and I think that was, that was a big part of how, how we were so successful. Um, because yeah, Maybe the starters got, got tired mid-game, but then the players off the bench made an impact as they came on. Um, and, and that influenced then the other subs to make an impact as they came on. And then, you know, that that team bonding, that, that helped us. It, it really helped us
1: go above and beyond than what we expected. What did you um, guys do to build that team bonding? Because it's very challenging for some coaches to make that happen uh, especially for you know high school stage so might given us some examples as far as that you believe was the best uh way to build that team chemistry and team bonding well
2: at first at first I would say it was kind of iffy um it wasn't the best uh bonding that that we had um everyone was very dispersed among the school um but slowly um players started having lunch together. It started with, with a simple lunch, a simple conversation between two players. Hey, look, come sit with us. And, and over the the course of the year, um, you could see that now all the soccer players were sitting together. The entire team was sitting there together on one long table rather than everyone scattered among their own little friend groups. Um, at, at training, um, after school, we started to, uh, Coach did try to do some some bonding activities, which were kind of hilarious, you know, grabbing the ball between us three and walking to the other side of the field without dropping it. Um, you know, simple things like that. Um, but you know, after after training, some would grab dinner, some would go hang out at, at someone's houses, uh, some houses um, outside of the pitch. I would say is the is the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, because that that builds that relationship of which I talked about earlier, right, when I was coaching. I said, guys, you you know who I am. I know who you are, and we have mutual respect. And that's what's gonna help us through these through these weeks. Same thing happened with high school. Um, you know, a guy got got injured. Well, then we're right there to pick him up. We're not going to leave him there. Um, if someone needs something, they can give us a call, and we can we can do something about it. Um, and it's that it's that trust in in each other and the players and and also in the coaches because without without a good coaching system without a, a good uh, fun a good fundament uh, and, and a good you could say like a, a building base you can't you can't have anything mm-hmm. um so i would say support from the coaches um so first off support from the coaches i would say the the willingness from the players to to try something new um, try something new give give your your team a chance and also the mentality of the players to say <clears throat> this is this is something that we want and this is what we're going to go after
0: and that's mature for like i mean the high school age you know what i mean because that goes a long way right people like think i always say oh like we always talk about this it's like if you want people to see you, right? People think, okay, if I do this individually and I, I look good, I do this better, blah blah blah. I'm gonna get seen. But if you think about it this way, if your the team is winning, the whole team is winning, and people like you winning a lot, people are gonna be like, okay, why is this team winning? Like now, I want to see why that is. Like, what is making this team click? But now everybody's seeing the whole team as a unit because now you got coaches coming in to see this player and that player because the team is winning as a collective, right? It Mm -hmm. builds that chemistry. So, like, that's important. Like, we always talk about it, like, yeah, you have good players. Sometimes people have good players and they wonder why those good players don't play together or they don't win games together. That's the real reason. That's the sole reason why, because the connection is not there. The commitment is not there. And all that. Uh, right now, you have one more year left, right? Yes, yes. This this is my
2: final year. Hopefully, we're hopefully we win it this year. <laughs> Does your uh, is
1: team looking strong?
2: Yes. So we have a full team of seniors this year. Um, last year we were basically all juniors with a couple of, of seniors, um, which which most most of the seniors uh, went on to play uh, in college, um, but. But most of us were juniors, and so this year we're we're looking lock and loaded. Interesting. I think we saw one of the games last year.
1: Yeah, we went to
0: one of your games. Was uh, it the Independence? You guys played it. Was it Independence? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we played. They played the Independence. Yeah, that yeah. That's, see, a it, that's a good game.
2: I'm not. Uh, I'm not sure which one you came to, but if it saw was the first a, one, it was the uh, the one at their at home. Uh, the one at home. That yeah. uh, Independence. Yeah. 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 yeah see, <laughs> that reminds me, um, because I didn't, I didn't play that game. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I didn't see the field that game. Um, and it, that was another rough patch in, in my, you could say my football career, right. Um, the, the first couple of weeks, um, and this was my uh, college essay, right. Um, the first couple of weeks for, for high school, I didn't see the field at all. Um, I came in with the impression that I was going to, I was going to see the field because, uh, my coach gave me the captain's armband, um, the the first week. But preseason, I, I saw the field a couple of times. But then, first week of the actual season came along, and nothing. And for the first week, first couple of weeks, it was like that. And I had to was... learn, learn how it was to, you know, sit on the bench and and take take that role,
1: um, because all roles are important in, so in a team. The, right? You got the captain band arm role, but you did not play on the game. Like on the pitch, right? What was the reason right. Did the coach gave you a reason why that? Um. Well,
2: so that we had three captains. Um. Last season, um. Two of them were on, and then I. I was off. Um. I didn't. I didn't really get a, a full reason. Um. But he he left it up for interpretation. Um. I. I understood that I had to start leading off the field first. Um. Because when when I was on, um. And this this is where that self reflection the the analysis comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on there and, and I was leading the team, but I was leading the team incorrectly. Um, I was I was I was expecting more of them and less of me.
1: Right, right. Pointing fingers. So
2: I wouldn't necessarily say pointing fingers, but I would say less strict fingers. If you, could, if you
1: know what I mean. like um, Give you an example.
2: So there was there was a lost ball. Um, it was a 50-50 ball in the midfield. They lose it. They come up to me. Um, I'm playing as a center back. Um, I, um, my other center back steps up to the ball. They take him on. It's a 1v1. Uh, he steps up to me. I slide, win it, but the rebound goes to the, to the player, and they score it. And so then I'm getting on to my center man my, and my center back. I'm saying, how is he getting past you two? That's way too easy. However, I'm, I'm right there with them, right? So I would, I would say, mm-hmm. you know, I had to, to learn, um, you know, it was, a, it was a hard lesson, to a hard pill to swallow. But I, w- I would say it was a fundamental part in, in, in knowing how to lead better.
0: It's like more of like why are you kicking him man why he's already down, right? Right, it's like, you already messed up, they know they messed up, you don't have right. to tell you why did you mess up? It's more mm-hmm. of like telling them, okay, I understand this happened, uh, how can we fix this? How can we improve this the next time? So, exactly, yeah, I definitely feel that. And, and we talked about mental wise, right? Mentally, how does that? Like, being a senior last year and everything, how does that feel? Because soccer season is about to, like, start. Like, you guys went to the States last year, right? Mm-hmm. Now, you guys, in a sense, people are looking at you guys as one of their favorites to go back there again. So, mentally, how does that weigh on you and how does that feel?
2: Well, men- mental game is everything. It's it's everything in this game. Um I would say I would argue that that was one of the major reasons why we lost last year because um, it, it got to our heads.
0: Mm-hmm. We,
2: we won the semifinal six to two, which we did not expect at all. We, we were hosting states last year. Um, oh, so quarterfinals, semifinals and finals um, were supposed to be at our house. Um, we ended up traveling for quarterfinals. Um, we we traveled a couple of hours down. Um, we won that game and we said, okay, now now they're in our house and they're, they're in our territory. And, and we came out, we scored a minute, minute one, um, and then scored a minute five. And we were like, what is going on? And, and we ended up winning six to two. Um, and in a way, I would say that that injured the team um, because then we're like, oh, okay, now we're the big dogs, right? And, and that, that mental game of, of not being not being ready for the opponent cost us the game. Off of two corner kicks, two headers, we we lose two zero. Um but that that mental aspect is, is very important. Um, and you know as as rising, I guess you could say contenders for for the state, I would say that it's very important to stay humble. Um to, to stay humble um, and and be ready because you you never know. You never know in this game, um, you know, as we see in professional matches. How how does Brentford beat Manchester City? You know, yeah. um, but this game it's not it's not deserving. Um, just because you deserve to win doesn't mean you win. Um, and so it, it's important to to be ready and not not go into this expecting. you, you want to set your goals high, but you also don't want it to get to your head and want to go out pretending or thinking that you're the big dog when when in reality everyone else is
1: on the same level as you yeah that's that's very trend speaking of, of that because that's a good transition to the i to i academy as people go into that academy they might be thinking oh hey i'm the i'm the top dog you know i'm the big dog here and because I got chosen and then you end up realizing that there are other players that might be a bigger dog than you over there. So how did you, first of all, I want, to, I want us to learn more about I2I, right? But I do want us to get into that for like, um, I, I, like how, what is the process of that? But first, uh, let us know, like, what is I2I? How did you get in touch with them? How did you get started that journey? Yeah, definitely.
2: So I2I is a, is a soccer academy. Um, they have a partnership with Northumbria university, uh, along with Leeds university and, uh, York St. John's university. Um, they're, they're a program out there in the United kingdom. Um, I got in contact with them through next college student athlete, uh, which is NCSA, mm-hmm. uh, for short. Um, I was a part of their program or still am, um, it's a it's a huge recruiting profile, um, where I get to put on my highlights, my academics, my athletics, everything of the sorts. Um, I can put a, a full on almost essay of who I am, of what I represent, uh, what type of player I am, um, and and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so through this through this um, recruiting profile, I to I found me and and we started talking. Um, I set up a phone call with um, the recruiter and, and it, that's how it all started. Um, we, we started getting in talks a little bit more about um, what it is what it's like to be over there. Um, if I could head over there maybe for like a taster, see see if it's something that I really wanted to do um, because as you can guess, it's just like any other university it does cost money, tuition and all of that. so, it's not something that you just want to blindly leap into. Um, and so, but how, how we've been talking about, right? My determination behind, behind my entire career has been saying, if I want to do this, it's something that I want to do, That I'm going to do it. Um, and so I said, this is the perfect package um, because not only, not only am I getting to play, but I'm also studying my major that I want to study. Um, I'll be studying... Um, sports science and exercise um, and then I will be training around 2 to 5 every day um, classes will be in the morning um, they have a, a strict schedule for athletes where they tell the school that athletes will have no classes later than 1 o'clock around there um, that way I can head the training um, and this is every day Mm-hmm. Um, with, with games in between, games on the weekends. Uh, unlike here with the NCAA over there, it's a nine-month season. So it's a full year for your um, games, training, everything. Um, they are not restricted uh, like the NCAA here um, with training hours per week. So they they can train however much they want um, and things like that. And, and like I, I mentioned before, um, they have showcase games where they play against professional academies, uh, where they play uh, other schools, where they play um, different different clubs around the area. So, have you
1: visited?
2: It, no, I have not. No,
1: so not yet. Um,
2: no, I, I plan to uh, this summer.
1: This um, summer, yes, I
2: I plan to this summer before officially heading over there. Um, but I have I have a couple of people that I know that have been up there and they say it's a very nice area and very very cold and windy but a very beautiful area nonetheless we
1: might we might have to set up another podcast during the summertime after you come back to get (laughs) some updates because i'm Uh, definitely definitely curious about how how the process of that goes sure hey you might have to vlog
0: it yeah maybe we'll get a a little a little vlog yeah Yeah. in the future we vlog (laughs) on your way there yeah for sure so like You go in there, like you said, like the question about how do you mentally prepare for like seeing that, okay, you're not the only big dog that's going to be there, right? You're not the only best player that's going to be there. Like, how do you prepare for that? Like, how do you,
2: in a sense? Well, I think one of the, the biggest parts that's been happening here recently is not letting down. Um, again, in the in the mental aspect, but also in the physical acts, uh, aspect, um, of not letting down, um, like I guess you could say, my grip, um, because I've been, you know, I've been clawing, I've been working, I've been wanting to get to the quote-unquote top, but now, now that I'm at the top, what is my next? What's the next part, right? Like, like we talked about when now that I'm at I 2 I, well now it's the now it's to get to the pro level. So I gotta remember that, yes, I reached the top, but now we're back to the bottom. You know, Job's not finished. We gotta Yeah, right. Exactly. Um, it, it's it's only begun. Um, you know, this may end the phase, the first phase of my, of my life, of my career. But now I'm on to the next. Um, and so that that mental aspect of oh, I I haven't made it. We barely we we did make it, but now we're at ground zero. Now we gotta keep building, rebuild, um, and now you know. Yes, I, I'm fast now. Yes, I'm strong now, but so are they. They're they're right there with me. So now we gotta be the best again. And have you heard of right that, to uh,
1: it. Have you heard of Blue Block? Uh, I believe so. Yes. Yeah, it's the anime. It's a kind of in that situation scenario it's that, that storyline. Um, but if you haven't heard about it, I'm not gonna get no, into it. But it's no, no, no. a very interesting uh, storyline. Okay. Um. So as far as the so you're gonna see them, you're gonna meet with the whole staff members and everyone in summertime, right? And also you're gonna meet. You're probably gonna see student athletes and players in that time as well. Yeah, uh, I think so. Have they explained uh, like, what you're going to see in the summertime? Not,
2: not yet, uh, not fully. Um, I'm still in the, in the process of getting my, all my accommodations and my student visa and, and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I haven't really looked at anything in that aspect. But um, in the summer, I'm hoping to, to see the facilities, um, see where I'm going to be staying, um, maybe go visit the stadium. Um, things like that, in order to to know my surroundings and not be freshly blind when once I get there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool.
0: And I like how you say now, um, the whole like team bonding of like going to like eat with your teammates and all that stuff. I would say apply that to when you go out there too. Because college is the same way, right? If mm-hmm. you're not hanging out. With your teammates, like, everybody wants to make it, right? Everybody has a feeling of, oh, I want to be that person that scores that goal. Me versus everyone. Yeah,
1: exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: So if you can, like, being together is contagious. If you're happy, if you're, like, you have a bad day, you still put, put in, like, a positive attitude or whatever, that is contagious, right? It's going to eventually, like, everybody around you is going to feel the same way. Right, so regardless of what happens to you, and it's definitely gonna be a, a new place and a new surrounding and a new country to be honest. Yeah, so get excited, man. Get
2: excited. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm very excited. <laughs> I've been, been listening and I'm ready. I'm ready to head over there and start start working.
1: Oh, man,
0: cool. And yeah, I always say this Future Elites, even though we, this is our first time officially talking, we're always here to help too. If you need some help, oh you yeah, for sure. for sure. But um at the end of every episode, we like to do um something called fiery questions.
1: Want me to go How or are you going to ask them? Who are you right. gonna, you who you gonna do? You want to? got it, you got it. All right. So Carlos, the first one is you have a chance to you have a choice of choosing only one meal for the rest of your day. The rest of your life. I'm sorry. You're in the island, right? What would that meal be? All right. Well,
2: uh, I would probably do a. What a rough question. Oh. <laughs> um, <Start to> it. <laughs> I would probably do a. Um, a steak uh, done medium with
1: some um, steamed vegetables and mac and cheese okay, okay we have we have someone else's steak as well. Steak is becoming popular again <laughs> Yeah, <it's> popular. <laughs> okay interesting yeah. so moving on, what's your favorite childhood memory that every time you think about it just puts a big smile on your face?
2: I would say <laughs> it's kind of ironic um but when my my dad um he arrived late to a game uh, and i was I was playing uh it, I was like maybe six or seven Um, and and I was having a a really rough game Mm -hmm. Uh, and then halftime came and he's calling me over I went over to him and I I got rebuked to (laughs) to a six-year-old mind till no end right I thought it was the end of the world Um, and then and then I went I went back on and second half I had the best game ever and we ended up winning Um, and that that memory every single time I think of it you know it, it gives me a reminder of it's going to be all right you know there's always there's always there's always time to turn things around and there'll there'll always
1: be a second chance and you got to put it away when you get it and also the power of the parents presence in those moments mm-hmm. plays a huge role interesting cool so what's one thing you wish all coaches you know all football soccer coaches start doing more from now on? Mm. I would say,
2: try to develop more soccer IQ. Um, and, and not in the sense of maybe like analysis, how we talked about before, but maybe in, in, in the sense of giving them the opportunity to know what to do in certain situations. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, we know that soccer, you, there's not one answer to everything. It's always a, depends on the defender, depends on the goalie, depends on where your, your partner is standing. Um, but I, I have to know my options. And I think sometimes as, as players develop, they don't know their options. Um, they don't know that either, you know, we can pass it back when there's, when, when there's time left on the clock and we're winning 1 0. You know, there's no need to rush forward with it. We can keep it. You know, slow it down a little bit. Develop more of that soccer IQ because sometimes, sometimes that's all you need. Um, and, and that can be, like I said, slowing the clock down maybe. Um, also, um, helping helping players with with their turning on the ball a little bit more instead of just putting them into an eleven eleven
1: scrimmage and just having fun. Yeah. Yeah, work more on the soccer IQ, I, I do agree with that, for sure. Um, so what's one thing you, this one's going to hit home. What's <laughs> one thing you hope others remember you as once you're gone? Well, um, I would hope that they remember me
2: as a, not only as a as a friend, right? Um, but someone that pushed them to be a better version of, the, of themselves. Um, because everywhere I go, I try to be as positive as I can. Um, but I, I also want them to get something out of me being there
0: yeah.
2: rather than just my presence being there and rather than, than you know going through the motions. How can I help you? And how can you help me? And both of us go together where we need to be and where we want to be. Yeah. Um, my... Um, as you know, I, I've moved a couple of times in in my life, um, and and I, I still try to reach reach out to the to the players, to my friends, or even even coaches. Uh, I try to reach out, be like, hey, how you doing? Hope you're doing well. You know, um, and, and remember me as as someone that they can count on if they ever need anything.
1: Yeah, no, I love that. It's a satisfying feeling when you see like you help someone to become a better version of themselves. It definitely, yeah sounds good interesting and I know we asked you a good amount of questions but what is one thing that you wish we asked you that we didn't um
2: man we did pretty much cover everything didn't we yeah. um
1: <laughs> maybe or you wish we dove deeper into
2: maybe a little bit more into the um, into the into like the, the the football and the soccer aspect of things um, maybe you know uh, getting a little bit more um, into how is it that i got to where where i am now
1: mm-hmm. what is what is one one of those answers that you would have had if we asked you answered that question how, i would how- have
2: said I would have said um, making sure that um, I I knew my teammates, um, making sure that I knew their tendencies. Um, when when I moved teams, um, I had my, my other team so so well known that when I got to Virginia, as soon as I got it in the midfield, I would turn and I'd send it long to the opposite side of the uh, opposite side of the field, where in Texas there'd be a guy running down the line. But but once once I'm here in Virginia, I send it long and it looked like I just booted it. Um and, and I looked crazy, but I'm like, well, that's where David would be running down the line. <laughs> and and so I'd be like, and, and I even told my dad, and he's like, Oh yeah, that, that makes sense. He's like okay. Well now we gotta we gotta learn and we gotta get accustomed to uh not only new players, new coaching style, uh new type of pitch, things like that. So yeah say like, mm-hmm. different environments and settings. Right, and being flexible
1: and, and being able to adapt to that. Yeah, coaches definitely love that type of – those type of players. Definitely. 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 Well, yeah, I mean, this was a very good episode, Carlos. Appreciate you being on here. And, yeah, Raj, do your thing, man. This is all we have for this episode.
0: And I hope you guys enjoyed a lot of this information. We dived a little deeper into soccer. And the mental and everything like that.
1: And process, where can you find us? Oh, let's see. We can yeah. find future elite soccer at, on Instagram, on mm-hmm. uh, Facebook, on uh, TikTok, on uh, YouTube. Wow. And also uh, Spotify podcast platforms. Oh, I mean, it's
0: all, it's all of them.
1: Come on. Oh, wow. Where can we not be found? Yeah. <laughs> be be everywhere. You're
0: everywhere. You're everywhere, And Kotlin's. And Carlos,
2: uh, speaking of that, where can they find you? Well, you can find me on Instagram uh, at Carlos Osano underscore zero four. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter, uh, Carlos with a Z twenty three oh four, and then on on here, uh, find me on. I hope we can have some more collaborations in the future, and then we can we can get started more on that. And then you'll find me a new you'll find me Newcastle in Newcastle and.
1: For sure.
2: For sure. September 23. For sure. And the
0: last thing I have to say, uh, we have to say is elites take action. Peace.